following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft, Taft, and Hagler, tiebreakers and greenville auto world and now here's brian bailey happy monday everybody welcome into our show it looks like the rain is moving out at least for the time being we've got a great show planned for you we've got alan mogridge he's the offensive line coach the new east carolina offensive line coach he's taking over for a legend rather in steve shankweiler he has 21 years of coaching experience. He comes to East Carolina with lots of experience, and we'll talk to him about that offensive line at East Carolina. Also, we'll update our second chance with the Sweet 16, and you won't believe how bad the picks were in this year's contest. Uh, just a wacky tournament. It continued this past weekend, so we'll update that as well. Alan Mogridge, new offensive line coach at East Carolina, is our guest, and he joins us coming up next here on The Brian Bailey Show. BMS Builders is your premier custom builder in Eastern North Carolina. With homes in Blackwood, Mills Creek, Dalton's Cove and Farmville, and Belmar and Aiden, they're constantly expanding. Now to Laurel Glen and Sarah's Way, plus the new duplex community at Abigail Trails. BMS Builders can build the home of your dreams. Just ask Dr. Dennis Ross in Greenville or ECU football coach Mike Houston. They built their homes and they can build yours as well. Call 916-1578 for BMS Builders the best burgers around everyone loves a thick juicy and fresh burger tiebreakers in greenville plus the all-new tiebreakers in winterville do real burgers better than anybody so don't just go to any burger themed restaurant chain it's time to break the chain and eat local tiebreakers real burgers at its best everybody loves burgers Time for an NCAA tournament update. The men's Final Four is set, and nobody saw it coming. Three of the teams have never been there before, including the Florida Atlantic Owls and the Aztecs from San Diego State, who will face off in a national semifinal on Saturday. In the other game, Miami will play in their first ever Final Four against UConn. Tune into Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the NCAA Final Four right here. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winslow's is now Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. With a brand new look, Fifth Street Hardware also has a new menu and serving lunch and dinner every Tuesday through Sunday and brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. What else is new? Well, they have poker every Tuesday night, trivia Wednesday with DJ Captain Morgan, and on Friday and Saturday nights, they have live music open till 2 a.m. serving light appetizers all night long. New look, new name, same location on Fifth Street. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram for more specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. 
before you hit the road this travel season, be sure to get your tires inspected by the Tire Guys at Greenville Auto World. The Greenville Auto World service team sells all the top brands and economy tires if you need a new set. Need an oil change, state inspection, or AC repair? Greenville Auto World can work on any type of vehicle, and the monthly oil change special is only $29.99. Make an appointment now by calling 364-8730. For award-winning service, trust Greenville Auto World. Pirate Radio. Go Pirates! Go Pirates! Ah, yeah. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday. Alan Mogridge is our guest, the new East Carolina offensive line coach for the Pirates, replacing Steve Shankweiler, the uh, legend over at East Carolina. He joins us now from his office over at East Carolina as the Pirates continue to get ready for the spring football game, which is set for a week from Saturday. Uh, coach Mogridge, how are you today? I'm doing great. Hope you are. Doing doing great. We've got you until about 1240 because I know you got some stuff going on today, so we certainly appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, what do you think of East Carolina so far? Oh, I love it. You know, I've, I've had a chance to, to be part of this state, obviously played college football in this state, and then uh, have recruited this state in, over my 22 years of, of coaching, and it's ab- absolutely awesome to be back. You know, I've got several common friends, and, and – that absolutely love Greenville, and it's it's absolutely been what they told me. You know, I've known Coach Houston, several guys on this staff, and just the town, and what what ECU football is, and and what Greenville is, and the quality people here, and kind of the the blue collar, boots on the ground, let's get to work kind of folks here. I I, I love it. You know, I love it. It's it's, it's an awesome opportunity, and uh, I'm absolutely blessed. I tell you, you wait until game day because game day's around here. Every the town just shuts down. Everybody's out tailgating. A lot of the folks, maybe not, they don't make it into the game sometimes, but they're out tailgating, supporting the Pirates, and they get good crowds. And it's really a, a lot of fun when football season finally gets here. But you guys do so much work leading into football season. You mentioned kind of you played in this state, uh, playing at North Carolina. I saw this in your bio, and I just I kind of chuckled because I thought, man, that's that's really you know talk about versatility. Uh, you played tight end, fullback, offensive tackle, and defensive end. Now, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody that can do all those four positions. How did that work? Well, I'll tell you what. It, it's uh, when when you when you're in a when you're when you're just trying to be where your feet are. Does that make sense? So, like, I, I kind of knew that. Hey, you know what? I'm on scholarship. I'm playing football. Somebody's somebody's invested in me, and wherever our team had a need, that's where I went. You know, Coach Brown would kind of say week to week. There were some weeks that I was in the game plan meetings with the defense. There were some weeks, you know, I think my redshirt freshman year, I was the power back in goal line short yardage situations. And then I played with some very, very talented defensive ends. And I was kind of a down-the-road defensive end. But what it does is it, you know, it just it just teaches you to be where your feet are and, and to appreciate each moment and to, to just, hey, you know what, just, just work because – a lot of times in those situations, you say, oh, man, well, you played so many positions. Man, they didn't give you a chance. They gave me a great chance. I grew up in Sevierville, Tennessee. I had a chance to be a full scholarship football player, and, and my role in that wasn't to tell them what I wanted to do. My role in that was to help this team, to help our program, 
and to and to better myself through the game of football, right? I mean, it's a vehicle. Now, I do laugh because I say I played a lot of football, but I never played a football game till I wore number seventy-five and started at right tackle, because that's where it that's where it all goes down. You know what I mean? It gets <laughs> it gets in there, and you start. You know, that's just a different deal. But you just gotta have an open mind. You gotta you gotta be where your feet are. Really, quite frankly, that's that's the whole deal. And, and What's really hard in today's day and age is you got to die to yourself a little bit, man. Hey, it ain't about you. Like this is one of the this is one of the few sports left that it, it really is big team, little me, and and you got to you got to do your part to make the whole thing go. You know what I mean? And 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 if if they said they needed me to be a tight end, then I was going to be the best tight end I could be. And then if if in a couple of weeks I needed to be a defensive end and I was going to figure out how to be the best defensive end I could be, learn the scheme, and just get my head down, get my hands dirty, and go to work. And and that's kind of that's kind of how I look at it. And really, you know, you think about it. That's just a great attitude to have. How hard is it now with with the players of today, with with the transfer portal, with the NIL deals out there? How hard is it to get them to buy into that attitude? Well, I think it's. I think it's the identification of the right ones for your program, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like finding those kids. You just got to dig a little deeper on them. You got to work a little harder to find the kid that fits that philosophy and that fits the philosophy of your program because it is a it is a empowerment time. I mean, I think student athletes, with, uh, with all of the things you mentioned, I don't think the student athletes have ever been as empowered as they are right now. And we do live in a world where if it's not comfortable, you can find the easy way out. And I think it's just it's just kind of finding the people that fit your mentality through the recruitment, if that makes sense. Like, there's a lot of people that fit certain places, but there's some people that, that couldn't fit your place, if that makes sense. And, and just being able to, like, I love when I recruit linemen, man. I love, I love seeing guys that, are, that play on both sides of the ball. I like seeing guys that play multiple sports. I like, you know, I don't necessarily need a guy that's already made, you know, and that's, that's where the game's changing a lot is because of the portal, because of some other things, you know, like the guy like me that shows up in college that was 215 pounds and ended up leaving at about 300 or 305. I mean, you know, that guy's kind of getting lost by the wayside because you got this whole other kind of ready-made two-year guy that's already that's already found the training table that he didn't have at home and that's already had the strength coaches working with him and kind of those things. Um, but, yeah, I think it's you've got to just dig, peel that thing back a little deeper and, and, and make sure you're finding the right guy that fits the roots and the core beliefs, core values, and what your program's all about. You know what I mean? And then, and then those kind of issues you won't run into. You know, like the coach-me-coach coach attitude, the – I'm here for the bigger, for the betterment of myself through our program, you know, because I, here's what I learned about football. You know what I mean? Football is an unbelievable vehicle, and it's taken me places that I would have never dreamed. And I don't know what I'd be doing if I, if I weren't a football coach. You know, I'd probably be a teacher. I mean, I was a, I was a history major and was going to go into education. But, you know, this, this game, let me tell you something now. This game, this game is one of the most awesome things you could ever do this game will punch you square in the nose and drop you to your knees at the same time like this game is is the ultimate game of life i really believe i learned more about being a husband and a father in a third yardage or in a a short yardage period (laughs) than anyone anyone could have ever taught me 
You know what I mean? Because like just like anything, I mean, you gotta you gotta find hard. You gotta find your line as a man and figure out where that line is, and then you gotta figure out how to push that line back. And you gotta kind of find hard and figure out a way to. All right, if that was hard, then let's go harder. You know what I mean? So. I hope that answers the question. It, it certainly did. And we've only been on the air for 11 minutes, even less than that because we had a commercial break early. But I'm already a fan. I was a fan the other day when I was out, out at practice just listening to the way that you you were coaching with, with the offensive linemen because, you know, it, it's early in spring and, and basically you're working on basic, very, very basic stuff and, you know, with, with your, your footwork and that kind of thing. But but just some of the things and the way you interacted and just, just the way you could tell just by watching your mannerisms that you really really enjoyed being out there and you could just tell that the kids were all you know they were 100 percent in into what you were saying because they wanted to they wanted to do well you know in your presence yes sir i you know i i do love what i'm doing and and you know like to be a great offensive lineman you, you can't get bored with the detail it's, it's like that how do you do the mundane things and make them the most important thing in your day and you know what's crazy about that is, is as a 46-year-old guy that can't play any more football, it's amazing when I just learn how to work and when I just keep my head down and stay focused on my work at hand, whether it's writing notes to recruits, whether it's calling high school coaches, when I just get so immersed in what it is I'm doing and don't worry about what other people think about it and I just go to work, I just show up, kind of lock in on what i got to get done and don't look around and get out of the comparison world of what I'm doing versus what, well, what's he doing versus what I'm doing. But, hey, look, there ain't but, there ain't but one way to get this thing done. You know what I mean? And, and if you can't, as an offensive lineman, I mean, if you can't get your eyes on your landmark, if you can't replace your base with power, and you can't play with tight hands, you're going to have a long Saturday afternoon. And with me, you're going to have a lot of long practice schedules, certainly in, certainly in the individual periods. So it's about how do you like it? Yes, figuring out this figuring out this drive lead step is the most important thing we can do today, and then I'm going to help you understand that that is the most important thing on my mind and the most important thing that we need to get done. Because uh, that's yeah, I mean you can't get bored with the details. And and how do you you know it's, it's funny I was talking with some high school coaches and I'm like I really feel sorry for you guys sometimes because. It's, it's not an easy sell to get linemen to play for your program in high school now. You know what I mean? Hey, bud, look, come, on out to, come on out to football practice, man. It's going to be about 100 degrees in the summer. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to load you up with a bunch of pads. Oh, by the way, we're not going to give you the ball. You don't get to touch it. And uh, I need you to run into that guy over there and make sure he don't tackle the guy with the ball. That's right. Or sack the quarterback. And I know, hey, look, and, and we're going to do a lot of running and lifting, too. So what do you think? I mean, are you buying that? I mean, come on, that's a, you know, that's a tough sale. So, yeah, I, I do. I try to bring a lot of energy. I try to, uh, I try to just be who I am every day because I'm absolutely blessed to get to be to get certainly get to be at a place like ECU where football matters so much and where there's a history and a tradition and and just and the game of football over the 22 years of coaching and then shoot all the years I played. I mean, it's just been, it's, it, you know, that's what happens to all us guys that love the game. When you get told you can't play no more, you just go into coaching so you can get your fix, right? Yeah, that's right. 
or you go into broadcasting and try to do it that way. I wasn't a very good offensive lineman, but I, I did my very best. Uh, I've told the story several times when my high school coach years later said that I had the least amount of talent of any player he ever coached or they ever started in a high school football game. And I, I took it as a compliment. Now, I'm not quite sure what he meant by it. We may have been really bad at the time, but I, I would have liked to have played for Coach Mogridge for sure because I would have busted my butt for him. Uh, talk about your relationship with Coach Shank because Coach Shankweiler kept coming to East Carolina then leaving and coming back the only constant for him was that east carolina was still here and i was still here but i think he had five different stints at east carolina but just a legend as far as offensive line coaching is concerned i know he's a big fan of yours and just want to get your thoughts on coach shank i love coach shank i've had the opportunity obviously i mean i've been coaching not nearly i mean i think he doubled me up i mean what 48 years <laughs> i think so i mean coach shank is uh is, is an awesome awesome man He's, a, he's an awesome leader and, and just, you know, I've, I've been able to watch him from afar and actually been able to work at a couple of places behind him. I'm, I know uh, at FIU, uh, we came in behind him. Our staff came in behind and, and me personally came into the O-line room there uh, after he had moved on. And then certainly here, you know, I've known Coach Shank and, and Coach Kirkpatrick, uh, I think, Early in my career, I was a defensive line coach when Coach Kirkpatrick and I worked together. And then, um, but but going back to Coach Shank, I mean, does it the right way. Great man has been unbelievable with me in the transition coming here. Um, just wants it to be seamless. Wants to help. And actually, you know, I think when he decided, or when they were talking about him kind of moving out, I think he he really was was an advocate. For me, and I'm very grateful for that because I have nothing but the utmost respect. I mean, he's done unbelievable things everywhere he's been. You know, when he takes rooms over, he cleans them up, and they're they're better than he found them. And that's one of the things when I got into coaching. I remember Coach Coach Brown, um, who recruited me, told me as I got into coaching, and we were talking about jobs, and we were talking about going to the next place. And I just remember Coach Brown saying, like, I, you need to always look at these things as when you go into something, can you find a way to leave it better than you found it? If you've not made it better than when it was that you got there, then you need to stay there and continue to build it. And then and, and then if you do decide to leave it, you need to make sure that it's better than when you found it. And I think, you know, I think that's certainly one of the things, you know, that, that Coach Shank has been able to do throughout his career. Yeah, I saw Coach Shank the other day. He seemed rather relaxed, <laughs> more than I've seen him in a long, long time. But I think he's going to really enjoy his new role over at East Carolina. It's not official yet, but I think he, he's going to really enjoy his new role over there uh, on Coach Houston's staff. But uh, I do know that he was very complimentary of you and your coaching style and what you'll do with this offensive line. Alan Mogridge, our guest, the new offensive line coach at East Carolina. 21 years in coaching. Last three before you came to East Carolina was at South Florida. What was it like at South Florida. South Florida, you know, Tampa's a great place to uh, to live. You know, it, it was it was uh, we we took over a program that obviously, you know, we had some work to do, um, and and we needed to. It had some heavy lifting involved. You know, we had to we had to put some pieces of the puzzle together, and uh, obviously, we didn't have the success that we wanted to. I think we played a good brand up front. I think we were able to do some things uh, over our three seasons there as an offensive line room. That, that certainly, you know, myself and the kids, we, we could take pride in. But you know the name of this game. If you don't get it done, you get to, you get to move on. So, um, but, but, you know, great staff. We just, 
you know, had some key things that we needed to get together and had some, you know, revolving door at a couple positions. And, and But as far as front, as far as up front, protecting the quarterback, uh, managing your TFLs and, and your run game, I mean, over the course of the three years, we were able to, we were able to cover guys up and move them and, and you know, had a, had a pretty good success running the football and, and were able to keep the quarterback clean. So it was it was good. It's just you know how this game is, and you know how the profession goes. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, you had to win, baby, and uh, you don't do that, and you're moving on. You were also assistant head coach. What kind of uh, job was that, as far as you know, with your other position? Well, it was good. It was good for me from a professional standpoint, just because the last couple of stops I've been at, I've had that title. Uh, I had that title at FIU with Coach Davis and. Just some of the day-to-day stuff to take some things off of those guys' plate when I had that title. And everybody kind of manages that title a little differently. You know, some of the meetings that you don't necessarily see behind the scenes, uh, you know, administrative-type meetings, uh, residential things going on on campus, compliance-type stuff. Just really what it's doing is for down the road helping me to better manage my day if, if, if the man upstairs sees it willing that I ever do run a program and get a chance to be the leader it's it's just it's just good to to be able to see those things from that standpoint uh and be able to manage that in your day-to-day it helps you you know everything about life is is time management you know what i mean i say it to the freshmen coming in all the time like hey the biggest challenge you're going to have you think it's going to be that that senior defensive tackle it's really going to be figuring out how to manage your time to get everything done that you need to get done and the the constraints that are going to go on you and, and just budgeting these things for that and being able to still do the most important things, which are get your game plan together, make sure your men are ready to play, and, and make sure you balance all of those things out. Alan Mogridge, new offensive line coach at East Carolina, is our guest. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back, and then we'll wrap things up with Coach Mogridge. We've got him until about 1240. We'll take your questions or comments on our Facebook live feed. If you have one of those, we'll pass those along. This is the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday. Back with more after this. The icy treat that can't be beat is Sparky Snowballs. From big kids to little kids, Sparky Snowballs has been making smiles happen for over 20 years. If you're not in the mood to chill out with a snowball, Sparky's funnel cakes and fried Oreos are a perfect Sparky-licious treat every time. Are you having an event, party, or fundraiser? Call Sparky's to come on site. Remember to follow Sparky's on Facebook or visit SparkySnowballs.com to see where they'll be next. I'm Donald Stocks, owner of Pip Marketing Science Print. We are your one-stop shop for just about anything printed. If we're not your go-to printer, please give us a call at 355-1636. We have over 80 five-star Google reviews and want you to be our next more than satisfied and well-pleased customer. Check us out at growitpip.com or stop in to see us at 3185 Mosley Drive in Greenville. Pip where business goes to grow. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, get rid of unwanted hair and under eye fat pads? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medispa for a free consultation and ask about our newest technologies and treatments. Learn more at beautybarmedispa.com. Red Banks Road, Greenville. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation and go Pirates! 
While you're sleeping, our whole hogs are slow cooking over wood to create that bite that Eastern North Carolina is known for. I'm Sam Jones, and for more than three generations, my folks have been the torchbearers for what whole hog barbecue is supposed to be. At Sam Jones, you'll find plenty of smoke but no mirrors. Everything, and I mean everything, is made fresh daily, including our sides, sweets, and sauces. Come on over and see us at Sam Jones Barbecue, and I bet you'll be able to taste our passion in just one bite. Sam Jones Barbecue, Fire Tower Road. This is Kim McNeil, head women's basketball coach at East Carolina University, and you're listening to Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Alan Mulgridge, first-year offensive line coach at East Carolina. He's just taken over for Steve Shankweiler over at ECU. The spring game is set for a week from this Saturday, so the spring schedule is quickly winding down. Pirates had their first official scrimmage over at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday. Coach, uh, how did your linemen fare in that scrimmage? You know, anytime we get to do something for the first time, I I, I was excited about it. I, I thought they had good energy. I thought they uh, had set their face, meaning they wanted to get out there and play physical. And, you know, just like in any time you, you kind of get away from them a little bit, you know, it's, it's a lot like a Western movie. You know what I mean? There's some good, there's some bad. And, and there's some ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and the only thing missing was Clint Eastwood sitting on same same idea you, you know football is such a, a team sport uh probably the ultimate team sport as we talked about earlier but when you think about it on the offensive line uh coach ruff used to always you know bring up you want to have you know a nickel and not five pennies and and all of that you think about it it makes a lot of sense because if all five guys aren't on the same in fact if all 11 guys aren't on the same page things can get blown up but especially those guys on the interior oh without a doubt i mean you gotta like and we live in a world, again, an individualized world, right? Like, I can go order the value menu, and I can have exactly what I want. I don't need to know what the guy two, the guy two in line, two people back needs. Here's the problem, though. If we don't all understand, if the left tackle doesn't understand why the center ID'd the, ID'd the front the way he ID'd it or saw the stack with the first to second level of the defense, 
the way he saw it. Now you're going to have one guy playing and playing on his own, and four guys playing in the in the in the line. So the reality of it is, is we've all got to be on the same page. And and this position above other positions is very relational. One of the one of the craziest things you'll ever see, and and over. 22 years, and I'm sure that Coach Shank could tell you over his 48, it's when you go see an offensive line group that doesn't hang out together. Well, like, how do you know? Like, that's your boy. You know what I mean? You got to – it's a very relational group. They're usually very, very tight because you have to understand, hey, when the guy we ID, when we point that linebacker and all of a sudden he takes the trip on us, we all have to know from tackle to tackle what that means. And we've got to know how to have our eyes put in the right place, depending on what we're running, and to discipline enough to take the keys that we teach and we talk about every day, you know, seeing the knee, seeing the top of the triangle, understanding what that stack means. Maybe that, maybe that second-level defender's now moved out of where he normally lines up. All those things matter, and you, can't, you have to understand how it affects how what the left tackle sees affects the guard, affects the center, affects it all the way back. So, yeah, it is. You know, and again, you've got to have all 11 firing. When you go out to all 11, it's when a blitz happens. Does the wide receiver replace it? Does the quarterback see? Are we? So there is a lot, and that's why scrimmages and any time we can get the verbal cues, like you know, because we're all coaches, right? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna coach them until we can't talk anymore. We're gonna be in their face. We're gonna be making sure. So what we need to do is just like happened in the scrimmage. Let's go get over on the sideline. Let's see what we can see, and let's let them operate. Let them figure each other out. Let them make sure we're seeing the right things. And then we'll have some great meetings coming out of that film where we can, te- we can teach a lot of guys some things because there are some new faces uh, along the line, some guys, that, you know, and that's, that's easily taken for granted too. Like you, you kind of get spoiled when you've had guys, certainly as a coach and as, as everybody really, when you've had guys that have played a lot of football together and you've got some new guys beside each other and they're kind of learning each other and, you know they're they're learning how you know how to how to play with one another, right? Because it is an independent contractors. You know what I mean? I mean we got to have we got to have five playing as one and making sure we got the cover we need so that we can put that running back in the right place and so that we can make sure that quarterback has time to plant his back foot and and rip the ball. So it's it's uh, anytime you get to do it, it's great. But yeah, we do. You know everybody's job. You know we we all are doing our independent role. To make the whole thing be what it needs to be when the guys get out of the, the huddle or even if it's a no huddle situation which it often is obviously in east carolina but but when you get to the line of scrimmage and the center calls out certain things the quarterback calls out certain things how do those you know those two cadences how, how do they play out well you know like when you come up to the line and if you if you're just if you're casually watching or you just see hey what's that center doing he's He's kind of talking and he's pointing out. Well, what he's saying is based on what we've given him. He's saying, okay, here's here's what I see to run the play. He's making an identification on a on a linebacker or a safety, a second-level player, to kind of get us all going in the same direction. And then when you see the quarterback, the quarterback's usually controlling the cadence, which is when the ball snapped and those kind of things. Or he may see something else and need to redirect it, if that makes sense. So that's kind of the – that's kind of the what you're seeing at the line of scrimmage. And when you're in a no-huddle situation, the cool thing is is you get to see all of that. A lot of times in a huddle situation, you may only see one of them communicated, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what's going on there. Because the quarterback, obviously, he's five yards further back. 
You know what I mean? So he's got a little bit better vantage point than the dude with his hand on the ball. And then there are things that we do where maybe the tackle sees it and, and has to re-ID it again. Like you've got things that, you know, just through the course of the game, that's, that's kind of what's going on there. It's really fascinating when you think about the communication that is involved not only on one play but on every play during the football game. Oh, without a doubt. And, and that, that goes back to the preparation of it and making sure that, you know, guys, that, that we all see it through the same lens, if that makes sense. Like making sure that all five of those guys see football the same way and, and making sure that they understand, hey, when this linebacker moves this much, this is why it matters. When this safety isn't two lines away from you, you need to start looking. When there's only, right, seeing the coverage shell, seeing the, because the three levels to the defense, that, you know, if you're, if you're dialed in on it, that's going to give you something. You know what I mean? There's that first level that's right there on your nose, you know, breathing down your neck. You can smell the, the D-line's breath. And then you got that second level that's about, you know, about five yards away, the linebackers if they spin a safety. And then the third level of the defense, obviously, the back end guys. So just training your eyes to take the clues you can get because the reality of it is, is if you can get, I mean, if you're going to tell me, hey, Mo, I'm going to send you and, and, and have you take this test, but I'm going to give you some of the answers first. Like, if you can get some of the answers to the test first, why wouldn't you? And that was always my theory. <laughs> exactly why not i mean let's let's make sure we train our eyes to see things that matter yeah. to us so that maybe if there's a, if there's an indicator if there's something that we're specifically looking for we can give the guys that and and that's where the communication piece is so critical and the trust piece because you know hey you got to trust that the dude that the dude that's telling you to redirect it or the dude that's telling you what, what to do next you got to know that he's you got to know that he's done his time in the film room and he's done his time, you know what I mean, getting the game plan down and making sure that he's putting you in the right places. And, and you have to absolutely trust. You know, you talk about a lot of times when you, if you're in pass pro and you fall into a, you fall into a pressure, like say you're a, you're a left tackle, the DN drops and you fall back in and you pick something up. Like I call that blind faith. Like, like you know what I mean? And that's like kind of how I live my life. I mean, I've, I've got blind faith that there's, that you know <laughs> you've got to believe and you got to understand and have blind faith and understand that all right this dude's got my six i got his six this dude ain't gonna put me in a bad position if he's saying it i trust it wholeheartedly let's ride and you got to kind of put your you know that's the best part about football man is you get to you, you can't you got to check your ego at the door man it ain't about <laughs> you that's right the best, part of, the best part about offensive line play is this is the, like, if you'll just leave your ego outside the door and understand that this is not about you, man. The only time they're going to mention your name is when we get TFL or sacked. All right? There you go. That's right. You might, get to hear your, you might get to hear your name called on draft day if, if God gave you the ability to go be drafted. But if you'll just understand, man, that, hey, look, nobody cares what you think. Nobody cares how you feel. Just get to work and get it done. And if you ever get confused, just get your hands dirtier, keep your head down, grind a little harder, and good things are going to come out of it, you know? And the other thing with it is short-term memory, right? Like good, bad, ugly, whatever the play was, short-term memory on to the next. Let me get back in process on this next step. 
Alan Mogridge, East Carolina offensive line coach, joining us on this Monday. A fascinating conversation, so we're wrapping things up. Talk about your room a little bit. Who were some of the guys maybe that, that stood out in the first scrimmage, and who were some of the guys you look to count on as you move forward in the spring and then head on into the fall? Well, you know, watching Strother, the left guard there, number 73, he, he, probably, he had a good scrimmage. You know, he's the most experienced guy in the room. Uh, kind of been he's been a staple on this line if I'm not mistaken for for quite a while you know watching Hamp watching uh, Hampton Urgle uh, 74 just get better every every rep he takes he just continues to improve trying to do things the right way very conscientious guy uh, the left tackle over there uh, number 52 Parker Moore um, he's working he's working really really hard trying to perfect his craft I think he was when I watched all the game film he was a kind of a swing guy the next guy in, kind of right-to-left guy, and really, you know, a prideful dude watching him try to groove it and really, really, really wanting to work and, and, and do things the right way. And then, you know, I think 66, is uh, he's not participating in the spring. He's, he's recovering uh, from some stuff that he, he had to get taken care of in the offseason. And you got a couple of young guys. you got Richard Pierce, number 78. He's really been working at the right guard spot and um, just, you know, Younger player, kind of, kind of just getting a feel to it. So he's kind of grooving it up. And then Walt's been working uh, number seventy-seven over at the uh, right side. Just you know, he's he's been working his tail off, and he's a guy that's that's kind of you know been in the program for a while, and he's he's trying to be very diligent and make this thing go the right way. So I'm excited. You know, they're a good group. There's some young guys that are flashing, but they're you know with young guys they flash, and we've got to get those we've got to get those things to show up more, right? So how do you do that? How do you, how do you make it a habit? You know, so we're, we're trying to groove some of those young guys into it right there and, and get those guys playing more consistently, but that's what spring ball is all about, you know, and I, I, I couldn't be more pleased with the attitude they bring with the effort they give with the pride they have and what they're trying to do every day. And, uh, you know, they, Hey, if you've got a coach me coach attitude and, you bring your hard hat and your lunch pail every day, then we're going to be all right when the dust settles. I tell you what, when the dust settles, you're going to see East Carolina on the football field uh, next fall. And, and you know, it had to be attractive to you when you think about taking a job like this that Mike Houston said from day one he's going to run the football and as an offensive line coach to me I think that that's that's the ultimate challenge you know you give me some running backs we're going to make some holes for him Keith Mitchell did a great great job obviously he's moving on but the running backs had a good day on Saturday in that first scrimmage and, and it's just got to mean a lot that hey you know we're going to be a very important part of this offense because Mike Houston's going to run the football. Yes, sir, without a doubt. And, I mean, it goes back to the whole attitude and the mentality. I mean, really the mentality and the attitude of Greenville, North Carolina, right, and certainly yeah. East Carolina football. I mean, this has been a hard-nosed, in-your-face kind of program for a long time. I mean, that's, and, and now for Coach Houston to be able to, you know, say, hey, this is what we're going to do here, and it was very attractive. I am very blessed, and I understand what it means to put this purple and gold on. And I understand what this place means to the community. And I understand, and these kids understand what it means to get behind your pads and run off the rock. Finally, before we let you go, what are some of the things you want to work on this week and then maybe next week leading into the spring game? Details. Yeah. Details, 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 details. I want to take, I want to take the corrections to the field. I want to make it habit. We've got to create habits. We've got to create. We've got to create fundamental habits. We've got to continue. We've just got to continue to stack. Like 
Everybody says, hey, Coach, man, I want to go have a great day. Well, how about we have a great play? And then when we have a great play, let's come back, let's, let's refocus, let's get back in process so we can stack another play. And then pretty soon, if we've stacked enough plays, we're going to look up, and it's going to have been a good day. You know what I'm saying? So just understanding how to stay in the process, understanding why the details matter, understanding that we can't get bored with the details, and understanding that, hey, the, longer, the, the more I can grind, the more I can work, just putting it all into place. Like, we're going to work on the details of what we're doing. Might try to add a wrinkle or two, but really just cleaning up the details of what we see. Like, this first tape is so valuable from this scrimmage because we're going to be able to really sit down and look and apply the drill work to what we're seeing. I mean, that's one of the huge keys with any of this. And I don't care what level of football you're coaching, playing, teaching is. Like, hey, do you now understand? Like, let's look at this play, and then let's take the drill work that we're doing. And you remember when I got on your rear end about that second step and about that sit on that Crowder sled or about that hand placement in pass pro or about the fact that your knees were out? Like, this is why, because now we can see it in execution on the game field out, out with the silks on out here last Saturday. So this film is going to be absolutely huge for us and then being able to take what we see in that film and then apply it to our day-to-day. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer that you stack, you stack plays, you'll have a good day. And if you can take the mental piece with your details from the, and the physical piece, and then I'm just looking forward to the next steps we can take. But if we don't have our details and fundamentals in order, then then it ain't going to go far. You know what I mean? Like we've got to continue to build from the ground up. Fascinating conversation with Alan Mogridge in his first year at East Carolina as the offensive line coach. Thanks so much for joining us today, Coach. We certainly have enjoyed hearing what you have to say. We look forward to seeing that offensive line in scrimmage number two this week, the spring game, and, of course, coming up in the fall. It's going to be a lot of fun. Pirate football just around the corner, but they're going to set to wrap up spring in the next couple of weeks. But uh, thanks, Coach, for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Alan Mogridge, offensive line coach at East Carolina. We'll take a commercial break. Coming up next, we will update our second chance with the Sweet 16. And you won't believe these stats. That's coming up next on the Brian Bailey Show. Second Second chance with with the the Sweet 16. The Angus Grill is your premier spot for the best burgers, cheesesteaks, and brisket sandwiches around. Join us for our unmatched variety of burger combinations. From the mushroom bacon Swiss burger to the jalapeno popper burger to the original Angus Classic. Pair that burger with our amazing onion rings, tots, fries, or sweet potato fries. Angus Grill, with four amazing locations in eastern North Carolina, including Winterville near Pitt Community College, on Jarvis Street in Uptown Greenville, and on Statensburg Road near the hospital. It's the best burger around. Guaranteed. Zero means zero at Bostick Sug Furniture. Zero minimum purchase. Zero interest. Zero sales tax. Today at Bostick Sug, zero gets you everything. Beautiful sofas, sexuals, and motion furniture. Dining sets and bedrooms. Then get a discount equal to double the sales tax or 72 months zero interest with zero minimum purchase. Plus sleep better on a new Restonic or Serta mattress with a power base. Zero means zero, but there's zero time to waste. So hurry to Bostick Sug Furniture. 
I'm Michael Vaughn with East Coast Grading and Utilities. Many of you know my dad, David Vaughn, and his work in putting in subdivisions all over Pirate Nation. But East Coast Grading and Utilities is not just for those type of big jobs. We're here for the homeowners, whether it's concrete, driveways, hauling rock or sand, whatever you need, East Coast Grading and Utilities can get the job done. Call us at 252-531-7494 or check us out on Facebook at East Coast Grading and Utilities. Some things just go together. That's why Bojangles and Appalachian Mountain Brewery have partnered to brew the tasty beverage we didn't know we've been waiting for, Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea. Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea is perfect for entertaining, enjoying on vacation, tailgating, and any occasion when you want to bring the fun. It's always been bow time, and now it's brew time. Pick up Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea today at your favorite local retailer. Proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing, supporting the Pirate Nation since 1989. This is Mark Washington with Max Sports Performance at Max Fitness. Our facility has reopened and is following all safety protocols. The best thing you can do to strengthen your immune system is, of course, to work out and exercise on a regular basis. I can assist you as your performance coach. You can also enjoy the benefits of a private facility. Avoid the crowds and work out at Max Fitness. Now is the time to get healthy. Max Fitness just off Highway 43 in the old Ace Hardware Building behind Speedway in Greenville. Call me, Mark Washington, 902-4877. Chico's in downtown Greenville is celebrating 40 years of business. All month long in March with a special anniversary menu. Grab your amigos and enjoy blast from the past menu favorites like Cancun oysters, chili dog, costillas, and chili rellenos. The celebration doesn't stop with your favorite Mexican food. Drop in for one of those famous Chico's margaritas in the bar or outside on the patio. Hurry in. The celebration menu ends March 31st. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back on this Monday as we uh, continue on. Let's update our standings in the second chance with the Sweet 16. Now, we knew that this was the craziest NCAA basketball tournament in history going into the Sweet 16. I think the common thought was that perhaps things would calm down and some of the top seeds would you know, survive the storms and move on. But, man, it, it has been brutal. Uh, of all the people that participated last week, there were 44 different selections, and all of our people got three picks right. And I'll tell you who, who got some of the picks right. Todd Gibson... Exactly. They deserve a hand. Todd Gibson of WNCN, a special guest for us, he's got UConn to go to the championship game. So he had Connecticut to move on. Ken Watlington, our fine news anchor, the anchor of the year, by the way, in the uh, state of North Carolina and Who South Carolina. That? Ken did. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. It, it's an award that, that he was he was uh, able to win, and we're, we congratulate him. And uh, he does a great job day in and day out. And I always brag on him how much he helps me. But anyway, he's got Miami to win it all. So obviously, that didn't look so good with about eight minutes to go against Texas yesterday. But Miami rallied. They win the game. And now it's probably the best pick of all of it because Miami can win this thing, uh, most certainly. And the other person to get one, Robert, had Miami to make it to the Final Four. So Robert's still in the contest. Gibby's in the contest. And Kim Wallington is still in the contest. Overall, our picks, three of 44. That's 6.8%. How bad is That's that? Unbelievable. I mean, you, seriously, seriously, 
you could have shut your eyes and just picked and done better than 6.8%. I mean, there's there's no doubt. Uh, it, it's just it's mind-boggling what this tournament has become this year and, and what all that has, has, has gone on with it. But, uh, yeah, and the games yesterday, uh, there wasn't a last-second shot. I, I thought I wanted to get you guys' opinion on the San Diego State uh, game with Creighton. You know, the call, it was a tie game, throw the ball inbounds. Guy almost walked right off the bat. And then... You know, the guard going through the lane, throws up a shot. Somebody put a little, you know, touched him on his hip. They call a foul. Was it a good call? And my thinking of it was if they call that all game, if somebody goes through the lane and somebody ticky-tacks him and they call it a foul the whole game, then, yeah, I, I call it a foul. And referees will tell you, well, if it's a foul with, with one minute to go, it's a foul with 40 minutes to go. Yeah. But did you think it was a foul? Come on, clip. You can't. If a guy is shooting in the act of shooting, right. you can't breathe on him. Well, and, and so I don't know. It's just, I guess it's more along the lines of you hate to see the game end like that because you want to see the game end with a shot. You know, you want to you know, see the game, you know, somehow, some way. And the other, I, I watched, you know, the, I got a bigger problem with the next game when the guy for Texas is boxing out the Miami guy. Oh, yeah. And he gets called for a foul. And those are the go-ahead free throws. And, and, and you know, it's one of those things that you – I guess it seems like they review everything. But then something will pop up that I think should be reviewed. I think if you if they review that and they go, oh, is that what happened? I think they maybe make a change there. What do you think? Start reviewing fouls? Well – In the last can, minute? Maybe. I mean, doesn't the NBA do something like that? Uh, you can uh, block you can, charge, I believe. Yeah. You can, yeah. I don't know. It's just, uh, you know, you hate to see it come down to something like that. But uh, if you remember the guy that, that made that call, and I don't know if we talked about it, he looks like Tommy on Shawshank Redemption. Which one's Tommy? Tommy's the one that got shot in, in the in the courtyard there. When we brought him out, he had the truth on uh, on the character. What, what was his name? Anyway, he had the truth about the guy who really didn't didn't do what he was in there in jail for. Andy Dufresne. Andy Dufresne, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, if you... <laughs> If you look at it, <laughs> the guy's out of Tampa, Florida. Did he have sideburns like yeah, And he was, he was in Greenville for a game. Okay. And he was awful, I thought, in Greenville. I hate to rip on the guy. I won't even give his name. But, but <laughs> I didn't think he refereed. I didn't think he was a very good official. And I, I haven't picked on officials in a long time. So is but, that... That's why that ECU game, I kept hearing somebody say, Tommy, you suck. That's what it that, was. That was you. That was me. I was like, Tommy, come on. Come what on, are you Tommy? doing? Hey, meet me but, at the courtyard, Tommy. If, if you if you Google that right now, <laughs> that official yesterday looks just like Tommy on Shawshank Redemption. Right. I swear. Well, you got you to see that. But, yeah. Because Tommy's the one that, that didn't uh, didn't graduate from high school. And, and Andy you Dufresne. just riff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Andy Dufresne helped him get his degree. And, uh, you know, it was, yeah, so that's what I called him Tommy. Right. I don't think anybody else got that, but, but I, I like certainly it. did. Yeah. Yeah. If you look it up, Google it up, get the images out, Google you can up. see the, uh, and I, I also said, you know, it looked like to me he made the call rather late, but I was told that perhaps they, they always wait to see what happens with the basket. But, you know, I'm thinking if it's a foul, it's a foul. Why, why do you have to yeah. wait? You know, I, I've seen a lot more see of that the lately. play, See the play complete itself. But uh, you just hate to see it come down to, to something like that. How about the girl from Iowa? Did you see that? The 40 points and she had a triple-double. Caitlin yeah. Clark. I think Caitlin Clark, second most points in any triple-double in D1 history. And she's the first man, man or woman 
to uh, score 40 in a game and have a triple-double. And so she had an outstanding game as they beat Louisville. Well, I had a chance to see Louisville's women in the uh, deal down at Arlington, Texas, when East Carolina went down to take on the Texas Longhorns. And I didn't think Louisville would make it past Texas, but Louisville dominated the, the game. They sure, certainly did. And they, uh, they advanced, but Iowa knocked them off. And so Iowa goes to the Final Four, led by Caitlin Clark. And she spells her name a little differently. C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Caitlin Clark. But Coach Mack will be calling some action tonight because the Hokies continuing to advance oh, in good. the women's tournament. He's doing the radio for them this postseason. Well, good. Well, he always does a great job, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure he enjoys that because uh, he was he was actually, I think, coaching with the Georgia Tech women when he first came yeah. you know, came into Greenville to help out with Ricky Stokes and and had a carry lot of on to do yeah with uh with that basketball program there all right this is the brian bailey show uh we're going to wrap things up in just a bit we're going to take a final commercial break and then we'll come back and we'll send it on for another week after this this isn't your regular cola so this isn't your regular cola ad no beach parties or family barbecues here just nitro pepsi the first cola ever infused with nitrogen so forget everything you thought you knew about soda, because that nitrogen gives us a whole new experience. Think an infusion of smaller bubbles for a cola that's got a lighter, smoother texture. And don't get me started on the pour. You don't pour this like any other cola. We're talking turn the can completely upside down and watch as those bubbles cascade into the glass to create a frothy, luxurious foam topping. Can your cola do that? I didn't think so. Unless you've got your own Nitro Pepsi, in which case, cheers to your great taste. Because you already know that the only thing better than the poor is the unapologetic cola taste. Ah. What else is there to say? From the creamy foam to the smooth texture to its unbelievably delicious flavor, this is cola like you've never had it before. Time to bring your taste buds to the next frontier. Nitro Pepsi. Smooth. Creamy. Delicious. At Papa John's, we start with better. Like marinated oven roasted chicken tossed in our new hot lemon pepper sauce kind of better. And now you can find them on the Papa Pairings menu. Get two or more Papa Pairings favorites for just $6.99 each, only from Papa John's. Hey, Pirate fans, Papa John's is the MVP move for game day or any day. Place your order online at papajohns.com and sign up for Papa Rewards. Papa John's, better ingredients, better pizza. Go Pirates! Did you know that it's illegal to dig without first calling 811? 811 is a free program that locates underground utilities, marking them with flags and paint lines so you know where not to dig. Accidentally digging into utility lines interrupts service and could seriously hurt you or someone else. If you know someone who's planning to dig, encourage them to call 811 at least three full working days before they dig. 811 is free, it's safe, and it's the law. This message is brought to you by Greenville Utilities and this station. Hi, I'm Ken Hagler of Taft, Taft & Hagler. We're proud to be sponsors of The Brian Bailey Show and The Pirate Nation on Pirate Radio, the voice of The Pirate Nation. If you've been injured on the job or due to someone else's negligence in an automobile collision, call us at 752-2000 for a free consultation with experienced professionals who care. Go Pirates! 
Steakhouse is Eastern North Carolina's premier restaurant and bourbon authority. Jefferson's, Basil Hayden, Woodford Reserve, and a Midwinter Night's Dram are just a few of the incredible bourbon options. The Rick House features the very best steaks and fresh, made-from-scratch pastas. The Rick House can host your corporate event or special parties in the 3,000-square-foot banquet hall. Join the Rick House for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and for the wine tastings on the last Friday of every month. The Rick House. Pirate Radio. You know, for having such a bleak outlook on pirates, you're well on your way to becoming one. The voice of the Pirate Nation. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back to the show. Didn't talk any pirate baseball so far. East Carolina with the sweep over George Mason from this past weekend, and it looked really good in all three games. Before that, they did drop the game to Campbell. 2-1 Two to one down in Fayetteville uh, at Segra Stadium, down at the home of the uh, Woodpeckers, the Fayetteville Woodpeckers. But uh, East Carolina with a three and one week before that, I think they had a. Four and one and a five and zero, oh, so they're they're playing some great great baseball. They've got UNC Wilmington coming to town tomorrow night, trying to avenge that loss to the Seahawks, and then East Carolina goes on the road to Houston to open up American Athletic Conference play. Mustache March comes to an end on Wednesday at noon. That's the big shave off. Looking forward to that because as my lovely wife Melissa calls it no kiss march so we're trying to get to April as, as fast as we possibly can I'm not sure what her excuse was in January and February but that's another thing <laughs> I thought Cliff would like that Yeah, you know, she's a big fan of Cliff Brox and, you know, all, the time, all the time her phone will buzz I'm, I'm like what she was Cliff must have treat, tweeted something again that's so, not good yeah, she, yeah that's what I said that, that's not good at all but uh, Mustache March comes to an end if you get a chance you can donate to help fight uh, AL the ALS Catfish Hunter chapter is who benefits from all the money raised. Clemson Baseball, Pitt Community College Baseball also, along with East Carolina Baseball, raising money. And it's a great, great cause, Mustache March, but it comes to an end on Wednesday with the great shave off. The rankings out again today. East Carolina ranked uh, eighth by D1 Baseball. So they move up two notches in D1 Baseball's poll, up to ninth by Baseball America. And they're up to sixth by the one poll that I'm not sure who that is, but they're they're up to sixth in, in that one poll. So how many polls are there now? Six or seven is it i try not to keep up with i keep up with d1 baseball baseball america is probably my secondary poll but i I think d1 baseball is the one we go with for the most part and that's what east carolina goes with for the broadcast and stuff like that so i think that that's um that's the one to look at and the pirates up to number eight continuing to play such uh, great baseball and as i say a lot of times you know pirate fans are probably spoiled because you know east county just goes out and just wins baseball games and i know everybody wanted to see uh, the pirates beat campbell the other night lost two to one had a little controversy at the end the question i had i did not know you could get ejected from a game that was over but i did some research on it and it's like rule two paragraph 26 section 3 or something and it actually spells it out that you can be ejected from a game that's already over we'll talk to uh josh moylan today oh on good the show at five o'clock and ask him if he knew yeah it was possible well and i don't know the specifics uh, you know on what exactly happened i've seen some of the video then drawing the line of you know, indicating the ball was outside but i did have a high school baseball coach who i'm good friends with told me and i agree with him as an umpire you you make your last call and you get out of dodge 
you know you don't stick around for anything it's a heated deal it's a close obviously a close pitch whether it was a ball or a strike obviously it was a strike because it was called one but it's a it's a close you know deal and you get out of dodge you don't stick around for anything and i think you know and i haven't talked to cliff about it but i think in in his defense when josh gets tossed he's got to go defend his player and he's got to you know figure out exactly what had happened i don't think his intention was to go down and get thrown out but at that point i don't think he cared because the game is over and you can't get thrown out of a game if it's over but you can get thrown out of a game apparently you can so uh that will be playing out in the next little bit once again east carolina baseball against unc wilmington coming up tomorrow night over at clark leclair stadium i want to thank alan mogridge for joining us he's taking steve shankweiler's place as the offensive line coach at east carolina had a great conversation with him we certainly appreciate his time and we certainly appreciate everyone in the second chance with the sweet 16 that's our show for this monday we'll see you back here next monday right here on the brian bailey show This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, The Rick House, Greenville Utilities, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio 93.7.